Hello and welcome to Fragments of the Soul with me, Katie Fishlock. Joining me today, I have Dr. Alan Yu, and we will be discussing love and leadership. Hey, Alan, and welcome to the podcast. First of all, please may I get you to introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Alan Yu, and I am an author, I am a coach and I am a retreat leader as well as an instructional designer and I am based out of Bali. And can you also introduce the uh, the ball of fluff in your lap as well who will be joining yeah. us on <laughs> class. Yeah this right here is my <laughs> this is this is my this is uh, our this is our doc and her name is Clicky. And uh, she's a she's a Balinese dog isn't she? We, 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 I guess. We were discussing beforehand what she's made up of. Um, <laughs> we can't. I just said she's just made up of trouble. She's <laughs> <laughs> the cutest thing. So she's joining yeah. us today. And today we're going to be, I love the fact that she is because she has the most lovable face in the world. And we're going to be talking about love and leadership today, in particular love. <laughs> and um, I'm so glad that she's joining us with her because she's so lovable. <laughs> I first of all, we're going to launch straight in with sure. why, why love? What attracted you to write and devote lots of your time to mm-hmm. discovering and learning about love? Yeah, thank you, thank you, Katie. That's a really good question. So, um, I guess when I think about love, it's something that fascinates me because it we we hear it every day in our lives and we use this word we use this notion of love uh in a way that you know we we don't necessarily think much about it when we say oh i love i love my i love my mom i love my spouse you know i love my children i love the nature i love the food i love you know i love the planet and we, we don't necessarily uh reflect on it and it just it just gave me a little bit of pause you know, and it helped, and and I know that we we think about love, and we we experience love, we we experience, um, you know, there's a there's a joy, a fascination, um, that compels us to do things. So, I am a I'm a scholar on uh, leadership, and what fascinates me is uh, the idea of love and how it can be used to to fuel our work, and how it can be used to to drive. Uh, change, you know, drive creative change on the planet. Um, you know, whether you know you're sitting on the beach by yourself uh, or you're you're at home with your loved one, you know, it it compels you to do things. You know, whether it's writing a a love letter to your significant other or starting a, a community of like-minded souls, there's something about love that uh, compels us to try things that uh, we don't we don't uh, we wouldn't otherwise try. And it's something that we could we could harness to to make the world uh, or ourselves you know better you know better we can make the world a better place um, and we can use it to help us to to live uh, lives that are worth living. I love what you said there about um, mm-hmm. love being a driving force to get us to do something that we would norm- normally wouldn't do or push us forward, which I find that really struck to me because normally. We use things like motivation or abundance or um, or use it even a negative driving force that we're kind of lazy and 
good for nothing so we should move forward and how using love as a driving force will be a much healthier choice <laughs> out of all of those yeah. and how we tend not to kind of yeah that's not really the one we tend to pick is it mm-hmm. <laughs> we're normally we normally pick actually we normally pick a negative one it's like we should be doing better let's use that as a driving force that we're not enough and how love will seem such a better choice and why we why we never really choose that one <laughs> yeah normally we choose we choose fear yes uh, that's, that's it yeah the, the, we choose fear the, the, so it, the opposite of love is is fear you know um so you know not too long ago i'll just i'll just give you an example you know like when i was when i was working i was working 65 70 hours in a in a major city i was very very overwhelmed i was juggling four to five um you know projects at a time and and you know i'm somebody that you know i you know i like to be i like things stable i like to to commit to things even if it's not something that i'm i'm truly impassioned about and that's and i, and I think it was you know i was driven by i'm driven by fear a lot um you know it's and you know sometimes you know, you know, I think it's very, you know, I, as much as I love to get, you know, a, a steady paycheck, um, and that's what that's that's what keeps me in line. What I'm what I'm realizing is that, you know, I need to have the courage to do my own independent thinking, and so often, you know, fear can keep us in in certain places. It can keep us, you know, stuck in in certain routines. And for me, for a long time. You know, I did. I just didn't. I, I even though I've done a lot of things, I just felt that I wasn't worth any more than my my monthly salary. It gives us a really bad, a really, you know, neg- it gives me a negative perspective. Um, so yeah, I was, you know, being motivated by, 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 by fear is something you know that we 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 are very conditioned to to learning and i think i think we we learn it at a very very young age to to be fearful and we we forget how to be loving individuals even though we were born to you know we're born to love we're born to experience joy you know like like this like this puppy here you know she she you know she she brings she brings joy and it's it's just it's just it's just very natural babies do the same thing we have an innate capacity to 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 experience love but uh things happen uh as we go through life and we get more conditioned to choosing fearful uh disempowering emotions i am loving this i'm loving this and every time i see that puff on the screen i do get like a firework <laughs> of joy that comes inside me <laughs> and i i hold my hands up i hold my hands up i am so motivated by fear for sure that's kind of what gets me particularly yeah. as someone who is self-employed that's what gets me kind of going through is the fear of being left yeah. behind not making enough mm-hmm. money and all the rest of it and how do you how do you even go about doing that switch from making fear a motivator to love a motivator yeah so I, in, in, so in my book, I talk a lot about about love for each other, but often uh, we have to cultivate love for ourselves as well. Mm. So it's, it's you know the importance of cultivating self love is is very important, and I can offer you know, I can offer a few suggestions, and one of them would be you know is to be courageous and and to and to be assertive. 
Uh, the second one, yeah, so courageous and assertiveness. Um, often we stay, we like to stay within our boundaries. Um, I first learned about assertive, you know, being assertive when when I was in middle school, and, and I was, and they actually taught they actually taught self esteem in a home economics class, and there was no. this teacher really? named yeah they they did like it, I'm not sure why, but the, but she, wow. you know, I guess but she, you know she, what she 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 taught she taught us how to be um, courageous and assertive, and she said she gave me she gave a really good example like. For example, if you were taking a shower and you had no access to hot water because your your parents were doing the, the, the dishes, it's okay for you to tell your caregiver, look, I feel cold, I feel I feel uncomfortable, or you know, whatever you whatever you feel. And I just remember I remember having you know, listening to that and feeling feeling very empowered to that. And then I went home and I talked to my mom about, you know, about learning, you know, to be assertive. And she didn't take it very well because she, yeah, she didn't <laughs> take bet. it very well at all. She she was she was really actually quite upset about it. And she was think she was telling me, you know, Alan, that school is not good for you. They are teaching you how to talk back to your parents. And you know, she was, she was, um, yeah, she was trying. To, yeah, she didn't, she didn't. She felt her power, her authority, was was undermined, and that's one way. That's one thing that 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 gets under my my mother's skin. And and but it, but you know, but for, you know, for me to to just voice myself and to be able to voice my feelings, it was it, it's not it's not easy. It was not easy for my for my mom to accept. So anyway, she what did she do? She she threatened to send me to a Christian school where they where they spanked and where they where they beat children who who don't mm -hmm. listen. <laughs> so that's where I learned that's where I learned about you know um, you know being you know being courageous and being assertive you know and it's just I think it's not just um, you know it's not just being able to to state how you feel you know it's it's being unapologetically you know, who you are with no, no apologies, no regrets, you know, this is how I am. Uh, that's it. That's, that's also assertion. So I think assertion is one thing. I'm going to um, stop you there so, because I want to, I want to yeah. kind of, that yeah. one was a great one before we get onto the mm -hmm. second one. Okay. Um, I, I am just learning this in my thirties assertion. I've kind of, I yeah. grew up in, I grew up in Britain. So I had mm -hmm. a British upbringing, bringing, which is being mm -hmm. polite and mm -hmm. politeness becomes before anything so we would never kind of assert ourselves because that would be seen as impolite to a degree particularly how I, oh, okay. so I I didn't didn't really assert myself it was like is that classic you know we have that whole keep calm and carry on it's that kind of mm -hmm. shut up and get on with it mentality mm -hmm. which is kind okay. of what I grew up with so it's oh, just it's uh it's so interesting that you would start with assertiveness assertiveness and boundaries because that is such a great one because it's a hard one to learn I think different cultures mm -hmm. have their different way of, of uh, going about it or, or knowing about it. Um, I certainly didn't have any of that uh, with how I grew up. And yeah, like I said, I'm only just learning that in, in my 30s. Mm -hmm. And it's been an empowering, um, interesting. It's like learning a language, isn't it? Like once you mm -hmm. start standing up for yourself, it's you start mm -hmm. learning that 
that language and it becomes mm-hmm. easier and easier each yeah. time. So that's a great one to start with. I just wanted to pin pin on that. Yeah. One. Yeah. The idea is if you love yourself, you will assert yourself. You'll stand, mm-hmm. you know, you'll stand up for yourself and you'll 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 be able to, you know, you'll be able to to express your your feelings clearly and transparently. Mm-hmm. Because you you have you have value uh, in yourself. Yeah. So that's the first one, you know, being able to be courageous and assertive. Um, yes. And for yeah, and you're right, for you know, it can it, your culture can have uh, influence on that. And I came from a culture that obviously was not very um, approving of that either. <laughs> so the yeah, so the second one is self self acceptance. Um, and I think the what's what's uh, what I think is important to realize here is that things you know we are dealt we are dealt certain situations and when we can when we can accept you know if we don't accept you know it it creates anger and fear you know because of that we allow the situation to perpetuate fear in ourselves but if we're able to accept it and i think most importantly to understand that all human beings suffer suffering is a very it's a very normal part of the human experience you know you might think you are so special because your suffering is unique and and that may be true everybody everybody's suffering is you know is valid whatever it is Uh, but we also need to keep that perspective that it is an ordinary thing it is part of the, the human experience and so we need to we need to accept it and when we accept it then we open up uh, space uh, for their for for love to come into to our lives. But if you don't if you don't make space for it, if you can you know because you're so full of your your preoccupation with with whatever, um, it becomes hard for self love to to emerge uh, or to to fill your soul. Yeah, I want to repeat that because I feel like everyone needs to hear mm-hmm. this one again. That suffering is part of the human experience and it's perfectly normal i feel that it's just everyone needs to hear that one again because we do forget and we do and suffering can feel it reminds me of like if it it's like the the, i call it the sugar emotion because it's so addictive suffer Mm -hmm. suffering is quite an addictive thing and it can you can i've i've certainly been caught up in my own suffering way too many Mm -hmm. times Mm -hmm. and um you're right this acceptance is is an antidote to that and that releases love and i just i feel that what you just said there was just really poignant and acceptance is these things are so painfully simple aren't they but some of the most hardest things to do yeah Yeah. so so like we said so we said courageous assertiveness self-acceptance uh self self self-compassion goes you know yeah. yeah that's also a very important one and then also What's also related is challenging our our beliefs that we need to be somebody or something else. Okay, so this idea that we we are enough. And then lastly, it's about choosing love over over fear. And it's about what that means is you know you are responsible for how you how you feel. Emotions aren't things that just happen to you. So I'm, I'm using the research of Av- a guy named Averill and Knowles, um, and they, they write a lot about uh, emotional creativity. 
and we have the ability to create our own emotions. You know, I know you're an artist and you, and you, <laughs> you think that you can paint and you're expressing your emotions, but I'm going to just kind of switch the perspective. And, and let's oh, just, go on, let's go on, just, go on. Let's, let's think of it like this, like your, your emotions are like the paints, you know, so you yeah. can, you can, you can mix, you know, dip, you know, how you mix different colors, you can mix different emotions, you know, and, and so you become, you become the, the canvas and the, the emotions sort of become your, your tool. Um, you know, it, it, it's, so it's, it's about, it's about, so you, can you be, so it's not using, it's not using creativity creativity to express your emotions it's being creative with your emotions so um, you know fear exists in, in various forms you know fear can exist in the form of miserliness it can it can exist uh, in the form you know like being stingy because you're afraid that you don't have enough to give um, you can be afraid of, of of being embarrassed so there's all kinds of fears that that comprise us but what if we, what if we could, um, you know, what if we could choose to, to identify with some different, with some different variations of love? What might it, I don't know what it might look like for you, but for, for me, uh, love might include a little bit of, it might include a little bit of courage. It might include a little bit of, of passion, enthusiasm, and joy. How would I bring those things together? So these are things that I, I reflect on a lot. It's like, how can I bring different aspects of, of, of love uh, into me? You know, and I think, you know, it's, it's, it's about mindset shifting. It's about rewiring yourself with, with new language that empowers you. Uh, and so when I say being filled with love, um, it means many different things, but it's also, it means, it means having agency, having accountability, having responsibility, uh, you know, you're being, being, you know, having a sense of justice, uh, mutuality, how you, how you help one another, empathy, compassion for others, um, making a decision to be in love, making, uh, you know, making a judgment in terms of, you know, the relationships that we, we be in and, and making a promise for your own spiritual growth. Uh, you know, these are, this is, this is emotional creativity and how we can choose, you know, we have the freedom to, to choose how we, how we want to, to experience. And so we can cultivate love through our emotional creativity as well. Thank you for breaking love down for me. It's like a cocktail. It can, it can, it can mm -hmm. it's part of so many things. Um, and thank you for doing that. I've never seen uh, love broken down in, in, in that way before. So my question is, why do, you, why do we find love really difficult to talk about and to feel into? It's a, it kind of belongs in kind of the sex and money category. No, yeah. Both, both wonderful, passionate, exciting things. But yeah. love is part yeah. of that too. Where you find it a bit tricky to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Why, yeah, why, so, why, why, have we, why have we made it so difficult for ourselves? Yeah, it's, we talk about love in, in a very personal context, but when it comes yeah. to uh, an organizational or a community or a social context, we, 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 we kind of steer clear of that because it's, it sounds a little bit mushy and a little bit unprofessional. And it has to do with uh, it has to do with how we were raised and what we were taught 
so we have we have this old language of love that has been that we have inherited from from our culture and from our from our upbringings and it starts you know when we're when we're kids you know you know when we're born we're we're very we're very very loving creatures you know we are welcomed in the world when we come out you know you know we're welcomed by our parents we're welcomed by friends of the family the doctors and the nurses and you know the baby you know can bring joy to to all of the people in in the room um but you know and we're we're very very full of love when we are when the moment we are born it's very very instinctive you know we're very very in touch uh with with our souls even you know as as babies but there comes a point when you know we 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 start to we're taught to grow up and it starts with training and development so parents have a responsibility of training the child to to learn what is what is right and and what is wrong and children have to learn how to abide by the the norms uh, of their society and so parents are put into the role of training and development and they have to discipline or they feel they need to discipline the child when the child is, is doing something wrong according to bell hooks who wrote this book called new visions which is a, a book on love um, she said there is a, a moment of confusion when the child uh, is being told by the parent uh, I'm I'm going to beat you now, and I'm going to do this because I love you. Um, mm. We can't, yeah, we cannot deny that this is um, this is a painful experience, and it injects fear into the child. And you know, if if I if I may be bold to say, you know, it is a it is a it is a sanctioned form of domestic terrorism that we impose onto our our children. It's obviously not love. If we were to if we were to use a definition of love uh, by by M. Scott Peck, which is um, the will. Okay, so he defines it as the will to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another's spiritual growth. If we were to look at love in that ter- in those terms, um, that cannot be love. Okay, mm. you're not you're not connecting. You're, I mean, when you're when you're beating a child, it's it's degrading, it's it's humiliating, and it's disempowering them. You're doing everything but loving them. But we receive we receive some confusion around there. Um, also, in society, there's a you know we we don't know the difference between knowing love and finding somebody to be with. There's a there's a yeah. difference between the two, um, and it's, again, this has to do with our upbringing. I don't know what they had in Britain, but you know, in in the United, I grew up in the United States, and we had school dances. So we had like mm-hmm. a homecom, we had homecoming dance and prom dance in, in in high school or what you would call secondary school. And um, if you wanted to go to these dances, you you would have to you would have to ask a friend out uh to to go to go to the dance with you you know if you if you showed up by yourself it was it was kind of embarrassing you would you just wouldn't you just wouldn't fit in and if you didn't go you'd be missing out but we we learn from a young age you know that you know it's like i need to i need to i need to be 
with somebody. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, so the Sally Paul idea is like you know it, it's 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 about being with somebody rather than getting to know love, rather than you know two people uh, coming together and and exploring their their spiritual growth. Um, there are a lot of uh, women's magazines that. That, that, that don't focus on love. They focus on how to get a man and what, what makeup to wear, what clothes, what clothes to, to wear, that sort of thing. And yes, there might be some practicalities. Of course, you know, we want to be very well cared for. Of course, we want, you know, maybe somebody that's financially, you know, can, can take care of us, somebody that's attractive, well-mannered. Of course, we're, we're looking for those characteristics, but often, um, it can be very difficult pill for us to swallow to understand that we may be very, you know, we may have found somebody that did a very good job of caring and we got along very well, but maybe we didn't, uh, maybe we didn't learn love as, as well as we would have liked. So that's, that's one thing. Um, and also the idea that we, we, we fall in love. Um, you know, who told you to, who told you to <laughs> fall in, fall in love? Well, we, we learn it from the books we read. We learn it from all the silly romantic comedies that we watch. But the, the danger, I mean, this, this idea of falling in love is, is actually very recent, you know, in, in, in the Victorian era and in other, other eras, you know, these types of relationships were just arranged. But the, the danger of this, of, of this idea of falling in love is that you don't take responsibility for, for your relationship and for expressing love to another individual. You know, we make a, we make a conscious choice to be in a relationship and we, we should make a conscious choice to be with a partner that would help us to develop ourselves. According to Don Miguel Ruiz, um, we often put people, you know, into positions where they need to fulfill our, our fantasies. Mm. of of what of what love is and there are many different types of fantasies out there i love walt disney movies <laughs> but but i think that you know when you think about it what type of what type of fantasies of love were imparted on us when we were kids you know two souls meet and join love at first sight all you all you need is a all you need is a man you know it doesn't you know you don't that's all you need to 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 live happily ever after you know, it doesn't matter what you want to be in life or what your spiritual aspirations. All you need is a is a man. Um, there's a lot of there's also a lot of art, you know, that that depicts um, love as something that needs to be very thrilling. Like one of my mm. favorite novels is Wuthering Heights, and we want we want that passion that mm. Heathcliff and and Catherine had in in the novel. Um, and there's some performance artists. Uh, you may have heard of Ule and Marina Abramovic, and I know we've talked about them, but um, you know they have these these pieces where they where they explore um, some of the you know the thrill. You know, there's a, a piece called Rest Energy where they are where uh, Ule is holding a bow and arrow, and the arrow. Is, is, is aimed at Marina's heart. And, mm-hmm. you know, Marina's holding the other end of the bow. And, you know, she's experiencing, you know, her vulnerability, you know, the, the you, know, you know, that, you know, it, she's subject to, to, the, to the whims of whatever 
uh, Ule is, is feeling. But we want that, we want that thrill. Uh, we want that excitement. And the fact of the matter is maybe real love is not that exciting. It, maybe it's a little bit more calm. <laughs> you know, so we have these we have these fantasies about what love is, and another notion of love is this notion of a a better half, and this this comes to us. Oh from my the, goodness! From, yeah. <laughs> it comes to it comes to us from the from the Greek from the Greek mythological tradition. Um, are you familiar with with this one? The, it's the better half, and then it's my other half as well so oh. uh, you know oh. that one where you're that you're not a whole you know it's, here's yeah. my other half okay so a long time ago according in the greek mythological tradition human beings used to have two heads they used to have four arms and four legs so zeus who is the who's the king of the gods was a little bit concerned that human beings were becoming very aggressive and very powerful and so to stop that, he bisected all of the humans and in mm -hmm. such a way that they would spend their lives searching for their missing halves. So that's the idea, you know. It's kind of absurd because like in, you know, like of all the millions of people out there, there's only one person for you. That, that's a little absurd. But, you know, the, the idea is how do you know that this person, how do you know that this person is is you know is the one that is to complete you like do you know everything about yourself you know do you know do you know what it is that you need and how do you know that this person has everything that you know you need to to complete you um it's it's you know we how how well do you really know yourself and so this idea doesn't really you know it doesn't really hold water um and it puts people in a position to depend on another person as if, you know, I, I completely need them. But the reality is that you were, you were always complete. You know, you were born complete. They're not there to complete you. They're there to support you. You were born complete, full of ideas, full of creative, creative energy. And you should, you know, you, you need to, you need to recognize that. So we have all these, we have all these, um, you know, what we, we have all these old beliefs, you know, this is our, our cultural heritage. And that's why we, we, we got, we got love wrong when we were, <laughs> when we were young. And so we have to spend much of our lives, you know, relearning what love is. There's so many things in what you just said, and I'm going to try and mm -hmm. recap on some of them because you hit some really, really poignant mm -hmm. points, like one of them poignant points. That's a new one for me. I can keep that on poignant points. <laughs> one of them is is the fact that as we as we grow older, we start seeing love as transactional and conditional. Um, and also, you touched upon our social influences and what love looks like. And a lot of them, and this is a conversation not for now, for another day, is about straight love you know, a ma the masculine and the feminine love coming together. You use the word, you know, you use Walt Disney as a, an example of that. And that has no room and space for other kind of love, like queer love. That's true. So we're going to part that one for now. That's a whole conversation for another day. How we, how we <laughs> yeah, get brought up, was... brought up in environments that just <laughs> has love being between a man and a woman yeah. and it to be a certain way 
<laughs> and the masculine and feminine in its kind of obvious forms. But apart yeah. that one, yeah. but um, yeah, it's it's kind of no wonder that we we reach adulthood and we want to explore love and we want to explore love not only in romantic relationships but with ourselves, with our hobbies, with our work, and then we become stuck because we've lost everything pretty much what it is to to feel and be and understand love and it's almost like this is it's a great recap for us to realize you know that love is just just made up of so many parts and and one of the parts is, is the love for yourself and then and then it's the courage and then it's your boundaries and and it's so many so many so many things <laughs> it can be a little and it's no wonder that we get overwhelmed by by love in its in its purest form but also how to express it and, and what it is i think so my 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 my, my area of, of research is, is actually leadership yes yeah so if we so the, the idea of why why love and leadership what's what's love got to do with that you know um and i'm just saying that in 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 honor of of the the, the late tina turner uh what's love got to do got to do with leadership <laughs> And I guess, you know, like I had mentioned before, we do talk about love in, the, in a family context, but not in, a, not, when it come, not in an organizational, community, social context. But if we, if we understand what it is, which is, you know, helping, you know, forming relationships to help people to spiritually grow together, mm. then, you know, there, there are some applications uh, to use love in leadership. Um, but to, to really explore, you know, what is what what love has to do with relationship, we have or what love has to do with leadership, we have to frame the conversation in terms of uh, uh, relationships. So why why do we form relationships? Is because we want to support each other uh, in our in our own spiritual growth, and so uh, love allows us to to grow because what we do is we we form relationships. Uh, we support each other but the other thing is that we don't know what we don't know mm. we don't know what is possible for us we really only know how to be ourselves and so if we're going to expand ourselves which means you know we have who we are but we're going to expand more of that stuff that is not of ourselves and, and make that part of ourselves we need the help of other people to do that so every person that we meet provides a, a possibility for who we could become. And, you know, in my book, I write a lot about my friend Weira and how, you know, how he's, how his Balinese ways of, of being, how that shaped uh, who I am as a, as a person. But we, we form, you know, we, 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 each person is like a mirror mm. and we, we can see uh, new possibilities for ourselves when we are able to, to look at other people. So that's, uh, the, one of the reasons why we, we form, you know, we, why we form loving relationships. And, you know, if we use a very broad definition of love, then there is, you know, a, an unlimited number of people that we can love. And there's an unlimited uh, number of social contexts mm -hmm. in which we can have, we can have loving relationships. The second question would be what holds, you know, organizations, communities, and, and greater society together? And the answer is actually love. Mm -hmm. And so love has implications. It has implications 
on our ability to lead. It has implications on our ability to, to collaborate, to, to learn from each other, to, to work, uh, work together. But what love is able to do is it is able to bring together our humanity as well as our collective wisdom. And so when I'm talking about collective wisdom, I'm talking about all of our emotions, you know, all of our pain points, all of our dreams, all of our visions, um, as well as all of our, uh, everything we know. And when we, when we're able to harness that, you know, we have the, the motivation and we have the, the knowledge to, to change the world. So love, you know, if we, if we understand love, you know, we can, you know, we as a community, we can live life with much more, with a stronger sense of courage, uh, uh, determination, and intentionality. Um, you know, we, we, we would have the, the power to, to come together and to, and to address challenges, you know, even the greatest challenges that, that threaten human existence, like climate change, I, you know, climate change, water pollution, and I would even say digital disconnect. Uh, but with, with, when we were able to harness the power of love, we're able to come up with new solutions and we're able to create um, new possibilities for ourselves. And what I would say is that, you know, the, the state of the world isn't what it once was. And, and we can blame so genetic engineering for this. Um, we used to have, not too long ago, we used to have, you know, family networks, mm -hmm. extended families, and we used to function in, in that fashion. But nowadays, our, our households are, are smaller. You know, we are not as resilient as we, we once were, okay? Um, and this is made worse by the fact that, you know, we have this unfettered free market capitalism. It, free, it, it feeds, you know, egotism. It feeds our, our greed, our sense of, of pettiness. It makes us cynical and it just makes us more disinterested. Um, in the state of the world. So I think now is a, you know, I think now is a time to really be talking about love and leadership. We've, we've gotten out of a, a COVID pandemic and this was a time where we, you know, we had to separate from each other because we didn't want to, you know, we wanted to stay healthy. And we, we got into the habit of, you know, staying at home and working and we, we got kind of socially lazy. But at the same time, uh, we now live in a world where there's a, you know, there are geopolitical tensions, there are, there is war, there's environmental issues, there in, there's economic downturns. Um, a lot of us are not getting our basic needs met, mm -hmm. and perhaps this is a this is a clarion call for us to to come back together as a community. We we need uh, love and leadership more than ever. Love that, and and I feel that. To kind of end and to clarify, and maybe like the last question, and to summarize mm -hmm. everything, I feel yeah. a beautiful thing. It's like, how can we start integrating more love and working with with love in our in all areas of our lives? The power of the power of love, <laughs> but also you yeah. know the lack of it and and what it's doing to us as a greater whole. What, what's our next move? What should we be focusing on next? What's our kind of, is it ourselves? Is cultivating a sense of self-love the first step? And, you know, is, is that where it starts? Where, where can we start with all of this? Yeah, I think it has to start with mindset change. So, you know, we have this old language of, of love. Mm. 
that isn't that is not serving us very well and we need to develop a, a new language and when i say new language i mean a new new mindset so we need to look at love as agency accountability responsibility mm. you know i am i'm you know we need to be you know it's like when i say that like accountability i am responsible for my own spiritual growth i am responsible for uh finding you know the right people mm. to 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 support my growth i'm responsible for entering into into the relationship and i'm responsible for getting out of the relationship yes. if the if the relationship is not serving me as well it's also about it's also about commitment how do we commit to each other's own spiritual growth so if you are a parent how do you commit to getting a child to develop self-esteem to, to love themselves to be whole and, and complete individuals and not, not to you know not to demoralize their their spirit it's it's also um how do we help each other how do we how do you know it's a language of mutuality you know how do we interact in a way that is, is reciprocal and of course healing there's a lot of healing that needs to be done because we are the human race is is hurting and suffering is is part of it's part of the the human condition but helping helping each other to to heal and also having empathy and compassion when um when we are when when people are experiencing suffering providing a, a time and a space and a you know a place for people to discharge or to to put you know their emotions out there so that they can think with better clarity it's about yeah creating places for people not just to feel but to to also think um, that's also showing empathy and compassion um, but it's also a decision mm. it's a decision to to you know to to commit to your own spiritual growth it's, it's a decision to help others to commit spiritual growth and nobody is seducing you nobody is making you love you are you are completely making the decision it's also a judgment because you have to appraise your relationships um there are there are people will you know are not good for you i I've, I've had those relationships you know i've been i've been with i've been involved with with people that are not good for me that have pulled me back so you need to make sure that you're you know you're in relationships that support you because your time and energy is precious and it's also a promise. It's a promise that you're going to grow, um, you know, that you are going to to move forward, you know, to the best possible version of yourself. So that's it's a it's a mindset shift that we need to inculcate into into culture and into society. Oh, thank you so much for clarifying all of that. Um, how can people contact you if they want to know more about how to make steps moving forward or to read your book? How can they how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so I'm available on LinkedIn. So, um, so yeah, my name is Alan Yu. Um, you can write me by email at alanjyu at gmail.com or you can look me up at uh, LinkedIn. Thank you so much for sharing this space and time with me to talk about love. Um, there are so many points we mentioned that I could elaborate on it and got you to talk more about and I have about 12 of them in my head but next time thank you so so much it's been a joy to discuss this with you yeah my pleasure and thank you very much for having me <laughs> if you enjoyed the show and would like to experience more support and guidance 
please consider connecting with me via my website, katiefishlock.com. Together we can create a beautiful, non-judgmental, interruption-free space where you can feel heard and at ease. Book a free coaching consultation with me today and take the first step towards your personal growth journey. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next time.